Okay, you're there. Let's play our song. Okay. As I was walking down the street one day. All right. Sounds like you're uh, typing a book report right now, Steve Springer from Chicago, Illinois. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? All right, thanks. What uh, What are you up to? Um, well, I am. It's been a fun day. You did you know about my daughter? Yeah, they're very cute, and I love I love the her performance. Yeah, she did a performance tonight at um, Quinn Fitzgerald and Adam Tiller. I think if you ever if they're ever invited to Chicago, they would be very very uh, good there. So I will encourage them to check out your mic. Um, well, I think I'm going to be starting another one. Pardon me? I'm going to start another one. You are? Where? I don't know yet. Uh, the one that I was doing, I don't okay. think he wants to do it anymore. Okay. Well, let's just back up a second because I'm going to try to get in the habit. I usually just want to start talking because I assume that people would read the name and look it up and all that stuff. But if some people do not want to do that, that listen to this. Um, this is Stephen J. Springer from Chicago, and he has been running an open mic for how long? Uh, since April 1st, that's about, uh, May, June, July, August, March, November, okay. eight months. Eight months. Okay. So you've been running it for eight months. It's your first open mic. Is that correct? Yes. Um, and... It, was there ever comedy at Mullins? It's Mullins, right? Mullins uh, Pub in, Mullins, in, in Mullins, Bar and Grill in Nor Norwich, right? Right. Okay. And was there ever like, how did you find the, out about doing this there? Was there some somebody else there before? Yeah, the manager that was there before. I went to grade school with her, and um, she reached out to me. She knew I did comedy, and the, they let her go a couple, a few weeks ago, and it hasn't been the same since. New manager's not really that interested. Mm. Okay. So they're not interested. So you're thinking about going somewhere else and kind of uh, bringing your fans. Yep. My and friends. friends. Mostly friends. It seems like most of the people that, that are there are kind of your friends. Mm -hmm. Chicago's a tight-knit community. Mm -hmm. It sure is. Chicago is very tight-knit. It is. Do they like, I mean, they look out for each other. What do you mean by tight knit? I know what I, I feel like it means, but it, I want, what do you, what is, how is it tight knit for you? 
Um, you know, everybody looks out for each other, trying to help each other out. Exactly. It seems like a like a kind of safe community. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it is. Like it's a healthy. It's very open and it's available, and it's a kind community. And and that's what I noticed there in Chicago. Okay. Are there any other places like that that you've experienced when you've been in other places doing comedy? Like, uh, or... I found in Indianapolis actually. That was a pretty tight community. Yeah, how Indianapolis? So that's where you started out. Yeah, I was living there for a couple of years with my sister, and um, I started there. And you know, there wasn't a lot of choices like there are here. Mm -hmm. There was only one club, and or no, two clubs, and uh, two open mics. Have you been back? I've gone back to visit, yeah. And have you done comedy since? I'm not there, no. But uh, you know, I've gone back to visit the city. I, I haven't really done comedy there since. Um, what places did you go? What was the place? What do you remember the names of the place that you went? Yeah, Morty's. 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 They're out of business now. What is Morty's now? Do you know? No. Well, now the new club there is Helium. Oh, okay. Have you been there? No, I'm, I've been meaning to though. Let's look it up. Uh, it's called Helium in Indianapolis. Helium Comedy Club. All right. Well, let's do something exciting right now. Do you know what I'm going to do? What's that? Is I'm going to say I am recording a podcast right now called Dino Dad Chats. I'm going to find this group on Instagram with Stephen J. Springer, who originally performed at your club when it was Morty's. And he will be back. And if you have any openings, he would be interested in performing. Otherwise, Actually, the manager, thank the you so much please. and continue doing the good work. The manager at Helium was the manager at uh, Morty's. Pardon me? The manager, the guy that manages Helium now. Was at Morty's. Okay. So he knows me, so I could probably get a guest spot or start out doing a guest spot. They haven't seen me in 14 years. Well, I've performed there 14 years. Hold on a second. My phone wants to just make noise. Okay. You didn't hear my son in the background singing Jingle Bells, did you? No. Okay. Well, we'll find out. I, if fans hear my son singing jingle bells it's because i opened instagram this is the thing about the anchor app anchor app that is making me going to switch is that i want an app hello that can uh, hello. allow me to not use it on my phone but until then this is what i have and it's good for what it is its purpose is so let's go and see about this and i know so people listening this is like a conference this is how i do it it's a, it's a dino dad chat we're sitting here he is at work i'm at home before i go to bed and steve and i are going to do this now i'm saying all this because i don't have an editor and i don't have time to edit this is why and i know i have somebody to listen to me while i complain is that kind of what i'm doing yeah yeah is are you okay with that yeah good see that's what a dino dad chat is you might be at home saying, gosh, I have some other things I need to do. And you're like, but it would be nice to talk to somebody. That's a dino dad chat. Okay. I don't mind if you're at home 
you can stay focused on this like it's a serious radio show or you could be at work and you have the night shift and you're, you know, needing to stay up. So you call a friend to help kind of keep you up and you're like, oh, podcasting. I'll just do podcasting all night. That is a great hobby, Steve. Do you call anybody else after this usually? Um, well, usually I have a comedian mentor friend that cool. I talk to every night at midnight, but uh, you know, I'm doing this instead. That's cool. Cool. It's good uh, to it's good to expand. Your comedian. And then I got other doormen. I got other doormen that I uh, that work the midnight shift too that I talk to sometimes. Yeah, that's awesome. See, you got you got like a base. You got to do a you got to do a doorman comedy night. Yeah. Yeah. Like you got a crowd, even if it's not doorman jokes. I, I'm sure you can like work one in there. The doorman just sounds like it sounds like the perfect. I, I got cr- one. I got a bit I do about doorman. Are any of your other doorman friends like interested in doing comedy with you? Like then you have like another doorman's perspective, and then you just. Not really. I mean, they'll come to my shows, but I don't think they'll get up. Okay. Well, I always encourage people. I say you never have to, but you never know. In the words of Shaquille O'Neal, who I want to meet one day. See, this is this is how I do this. Like, I want to meet. I'd love to meet Shaquille O'Neal. I'd love to do a podcast with Shaquille O'Neal and Charles Barkley together. And I'd like to play thumb war with them. Who would you like to have a have like a? Who would you like to meet? If you can meet anybody in the world, who would you meet? Uh, that I haven't met already because I used to. I used to be a. Uh, I don't know if you knew this. I used to be a groupie, a me rock group when I was in high school. You used to be what? A rock and roll groupie, but not the kind you're thinking. <laughs> what what do you know think? This? Is this a joke? No, I'm serious. I used to meet rock groups, and when they came to town, I used to hang out at the hotels. What but you but yeah you're you're a groupie because groupie is not just like we associate groupie with one specific thing but a groupie is actually anybody who likes to hang out with the group, right? And that's what I was. Yeah, what bands did you groupie with? Oh, everybody: Aerosmith, The Who, The Stones. Who is your favorite group to groupie with? Aerosmith, because they knew me. Aerosmith, so you know Steven Tyler. I got pictures with him. Sometimes. That's cool. So so now I know that you have met Steven Tyler and probably have just talked to him about like anybody you know. that came to town between the seventy-eight and eighty-three. Do you talk to them about like normal stuff? Like he's there like, yeah, I had to do my laundry today. No, I, I mostly bug them about music questions. Oh, do they so anybody any interesting facts that you think are funny, like that? Like, like, is Steven Tyler's favorite album, like, Crystal Gale, actually? Mm. <laughs> That's how where he got his inspiration, but he's been telling everybody it's, like, all the blues musicians, but it's really Crystal Gale. Yeah. <laughs> what? That's cool. I do want to I got a lot of stories. I should write a book. Yeah, or you could just do an audio book and say like like you just haven't written it down yet. You, that's the best way. You write your book by telling it, and then you have somebody write it down like it's a book. Yeah, ghostwriter. But a ghostwriter? No, not even a ghostwriter. Just somebody. Uh, I guess that what that is is just like auto text. Like I could just take any all my text messages and just say, "Here's your book. Now you edit or figure out what to do with this." Right. Right. I bet you can pay people to like turn all your texts into like a novel. Like they take yeah. it all. You're know, like, hey, why don't you just use my text and sift through it? 
Would you pay somebody to do that? Yeah, I would. Actually, you give me a good idea. <laughs> See, we're a tag team. So everybody listening, this is Steve Springer. I met him in Chicago, and I don't know. I feel like it's blossomed into some kind of good friendship. He, yep. you are fifty six. Is that right? Fifty seven. Fifty seven. I am forty, and he's the first place I ever did comedy outside of Seattle, stand-up comedy. I'd done improv there, but it was the first time I did it, and he was the only person to message me back. This is how most of my friendships start. Mine and my best friends, I think I've told you, may have told you this story. One of my best friends, uh, we became friends because our teacher, uh, our, te- <laughs> our teacher told, said that, that, that there's going to be this project coming up and that we needed to pick partners and I was going to be out of town. And I told my teacher I wouldn't be able to pick a partner on partner pick day, whichever that was. I don't know why we had to do it like this. But anyway, she said, oh, uh, my, my friend, she said, oh, you and let's just call him Don. You and Don uh, don't have any friends. So I'm putting you two together for this project. So that's how most of my good friendship starts is because somebody's just like these two just, you know, this is the only this is the only way that's gonna work out. You're the only person to respond to that. And you are so kind because what you did was is that I was like kinda, you know, I, I felt a little odd because I'd never reached out over social media like this. Yeah. And Took a lift. Norge is not that far away from the airport, so I do recommend it. And Steve and his lovely wife, Sherry, said, you come up, we'll give you a ride back. And I appreciate that so much. It was so nice of you. Thank you. And, and it was very welcoming. It was probably the most welcoming place I had been. And it was a good reminder because it was right after the pandemic or right as like I got, you know, I was vaccinated and all this stuff. And so... It was really good. It was kind of sweet. And I think that whole trip, I learned so much about just comedy and where I needed to be with it. And I want to bring that kind of personality to Seattle a little bit. I think we need it. Um, so I hope you can make it in February because it would be. Super yeah, I've got that. I'm definitely coming. It's super duper cool. Um, we will do something special for you, for us. For you for us it's my birthday week too so i'll be 41 which is kind of neat and i think we'll have a lot of fun you know i'll, I'll practice it's hard I, I the thing that i have trouble with is that i i focus so much on organizing and hosting that i don't always practice as much i'm trying to practice a little more but it was definitely fun tonight seeing my daughter get up there at uh this place called tony v's in um everett just outside seattle it's very cute. Yeah. But yeah, these comedians, Adam Tiller and Quinn Fitzgerald, like they hosted up there. They're really kind. And I, I think what I appreciate is that they were, you know, kind to my daughter. And it was a different kind of place for sure. But uh, she had a good time and um, it was a good experience for her. And he was, she killed it. She was way funnier than me. She kept reminding me in the car on the way home. She kept saying, I got more laughs than you, Dad. <laughs> uh, she did. She was great. 
and there was not that many people there but when the laughs happened they were like sincere she is awesome i'm gonna get my uh, assistant helper to um her name's watts um i'm gonna get ask her i say get her but i'm gonna ask her to edit it a little bit and make it kind of look nice so yeah so anyways thank you again on public radio for what just being you being a kind host and like running this mic and i kind of want to hear about your other mic i talked for a while i um actually it's not official yet but the managers the new manager at mullins actually doesn't want to do it but i probably shouldn't be saying this because maybe okay, don't say it don't say it that don't say it <laughs> you don't need to say it it's okay okay well if, if she cancels it i'm gonna go somewhere else i don't know where yet yeah hmm do you know anybody who knows anything that's the thing I, you don't have to say that but i just i would just check in let's set, see do you What's want that? me do you want to post a met well, well you know i don't know who you'd write maybe think about it right by what um just write somebody uh and ask that like sometimes you can post those boards like looking you know you know what you need to do is there another bar there's got to be you just go into another bar that's a kind of like a dive that 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 you could just as long as you bring 10 people with you you're good yeah like, well i mean I, uh, there's no shortage of bars and i'm gonna go closer to my house yeah oh there's a bar gosh where is it it was right on lakeview Oh my goodness. I'm sorry. I'm just getting like a lot of people right now are telling me how nice it was to, that my, me and my daughter came out tonight and it's really, it's so nice to hear. Do your, do your kids, I'm sorry to interrupt, but did your kids ever, ever uh, go to your comedy stuff? Yeah. Yeah. They do sometimes. That must be fun. You like that? Yeah. They, they, they love having them there. Oh, good. That's good. I hope to do that. It's it's so. And have you ever hosted like other bigger events or anything? Yeah, well, I host Laugh Factory. I got a the Geezer Show there. I don't know if you saw me advertise it. Yeah, the Geezer Show. I'm I wonder for another one in uh, February. What? It, um, we can keep it light. I'm just like thinking ahead because maybe we can figure something else out. But I think we keep it light. Like, like just lighten the I'm sorry, what I mean that's a good question. Um what I mean is I'm just thinking through when you're here. What we do is is we look around and I'll find some different um bars maybe or just places and I'll see like kind of before they're super busy to just see if we can get some people in for kind of a little open mic, like a, like a pop-up, pop-up open mic. So you, me, and just, you know, maybe like one or two other people can kind of just do it and we can get our friends together and they can just kind of, you know, maybe bar hop or maybe we just do it at the water wheel. That'd be fine. I think that'd be good. So I think if we do it before their karaoke, I'll have to double check, but I think that could be fun if they if they at the water wheel say that hey yeah you can come in like seven thirty do an hour of karaoke I mean sorry do an hour of comedy and then they get set up for a karaoke 
and we can hang out longer or we can move on to the next place. You know? Yeah. Hopefully. That'd be fun. So Hopefully. I'll try to start setting stuff up for February uh, and, and seeing if I can contact some folks. Does that sound good? Yeah, it sounds great. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um. Anyways, are you working on any jokes? This was kind of like a, went away from a, <laughs> from a podcast to just a conversation again. <laughs> All right. But it's fine because, like I said, this is a Dino Dad chat. And the Dino Dad chat is where it's at because you can stay at home and do your work and pretend that you're on a um, featured radio show. Cool. Yeah. Any jokes you're working on? Uh, yeah, I have a new one. Actually, a new one. It's a premise, but I'm going to make it into a joke. Okay. You want to hear it? Yeah. Are you a football fan? Yes. Well, you, have you ever heard of a Bears quarterback, Jim Harbaugh, from the 80s? Mm, sounds familiar. He's a Michigan State uh, coach now. Okay. Well, anyways, I, I, back when I was a bouncer, I, a bouncer at the nightclub, I got arrested with him. And you just shared a jail cell with him. <laughs> Is this for real? Yeah, yeah, it's a true story. Um, he got arrested. He ran into my bar after we closed. You know, he was running from the police, and they arrested me thinking I let him in on purpose. <laughs> they arrested you? Yeah, and I shared a jail cell with him. Went to court and everything. So you had to prove that, like, this silly situation was, like, exactly that. Right. They thought I let – he didn't know they were the police. They were playing clothes. And they didn't know he was Jim Harbaugh. Otherwise, none of this would have happened. Oh, my goodness. That's such an unusual situation. There's, there's mm-hmm. situations – because then some people are like, well, I guess, you know – Justice, the justice system works because you can't, you can't, but that's. But it was a petty thing. All he was doing was telling them, hey, assholes, you parked on the wrong side of the street. Oh, he, oh good, my goodness. What? Yeah, policemen need to just move on. Like, if they're going to have that, like, that's not even about, I mean, yeah, like, uh, I mean, yeah, it's, like, it's like they forgot they're in Chicago. Huh? I said all he did was call them assholes, and he didn't know they were cops either. Yeah, and the uh, yeah, they weren't yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, whatever. The, so so do they still have a record or did they clear it? Uh it's not on my thing anymore. I hope it's not on his either. Well, he, he's not affecting you. He's got a good job now. Oh well, good. Oh, well. What does he do now? He's a coach of uh, Michigan State. Oh, he's coach of Michigan State. Oh yeah, well, he's fine. It all worked out. Like the see it didn't didn't impact him too badly at all well that's good i guess i don't know i don't know anything about jim arbor other than what was my claim to fame is that so yeah so so if you does he invite you over with aerosmith no nah, aerosmith you're not gonna believe this is a true story steven tyler recognized me when they came back to town after i first met him uh-huh and invited me to the show with him in the limo i rode in the limo with him what'd you guys talk about Nothing. I was in the front seat with his road manager, and he was in the back. What'd you talk to the road manager about? Nothing really. I was shy. Oh, did he talk to you? Uh, I 
remember too much just where I went to school, what grade I was in, basic stuff. How old were you? Uh, 15. What? Man. And you met uh, Harry Carey. You met so many people. That's crazy. Yeah, and I, I have a lot of pictures, too, I can show you. So, like, he still knows you. Like, do you have his, like, number and shit? Well, I, I saw Aerosmith once in the early 90s, and they said they remembered me, but they might have just been nice, being nice. Man, I don't know that's if wild. Did. Well, that's wild. You've met so many folks. So, Aerosmith, and who is the most famous comedian you've ever met? Um... Probably uh, Richard Lewis or oh yeah, who's the, who who's the 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 I guess the most notable comedian that you like you know had a really good time with? Like um, you're just like man, I want to hang out with that guy again. Uh, the most famous, famous or I don't know whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most famous. Let's say that. I hung out with. Uh... Probably Jeffrey Ross. Oh, you hung out with Jeff Ross. What was it? What was it? What did you? What was that like? That's fine. He was. He was nice. He, he lived, He's. Is he from Chicago? No, he's from I think New York, New York City. I think. Oh, New York City. So Jeff Ross and and is is he? He's different. Oh yeah, he's not the guy. Is he the guy that does the roasts? Yeah. Yeah, he's funny. Hey, he does a roast. He seems like an all right guy. Him and Dave uh, Attell, didn't they do? They did a funny like show together. I don't remember that. It's on Netflix. It's it was they they were both kind of like they both had this similar kind of style of humor, and they just took turns. And then as they did like a a mic together, basically random celebrities would just walk in and and like take their turn on the mic. I think Jim Carrey walked in, and some other, it's a really funny Netflix special. It's Jeff Ross, and they—I think they're—they're they're walking around New York City, kind of like what we're gonna do. They just kind of walk around and to go to different places, do the mics, and did a little reality show of it. And then they talked about their sets together the next day about what they were trying to do, or they—they—they they, they talked about like what they said on accident, as well. All right. And we we're just like, yeah, I didn't like. I think that that one fell flat or whatever. It's interesting. Yeah. But, oh my uh, God. Uh, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I got to figure out how to turn that Jim Harbaugh thing into a joke. The Jim Harbaugh. So, okay. <laughs> All right, let's go back to that. How do we turn Jim Harbaugh into a joke? I mean, he's sitting there joking about it, and I, you know, in the jail cell, and I'm scared I'm in jail. Do you, were you, what were you, were you, were there other guys in the cell with you, or is it just you two? Us two and a friend of his uh, got arrested, too. Oh, so it was just the three of you. So you're just hanging out. And what were you talking about? Well, what they were talking about, not you. Um, how are we going to get out of this situation? Yeah, stuff we're, like that, basically. And how old were you? Uh, 23. Oh, my goodness. And... Did they tell you anything? Like, we got you covered. You weren't involved with this. Did they say? Um, did they say they were going to help you out, too? No. Well, the bar's lawyer helped me out. I didn't have to pay for an attorney. Oh, good. Okay. Well, I'm glad you ended up everything worked out for you. 
Oh my goodness. Yeah. So let's think. Uh, there's football jokes. Foul. What would we do? What's a what's I don't what's a football phrase? Uh, um, penalty. What about it? I don't know. There's got to be some joke in football. Oh yeah, I'm trying to think. This know. is gonna be a boring podcast. This is just us what? just chatting. <laughs> Why is it boring? I, I'm not bored. I it isn't good. You're not bored. Are Maybe you? it's just because I'm a little a little loopy right now. Are you bored? No, I'm not. I'm having fun talking to you. I just always wonder, like, what people are listening to. But then I guess I'm like, why? Like, it doesn't matter. It's just us. Right. But uh, there's got to be some way I can make that into a joke. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I'm trying to help. What do you think? What's something with football? Handoff, running. What should I say? Um, touchdown. Handoff. Pass off or something like that. Pass off. You pass the ball to me. I pass the ball. You pass the ball. You pass the ball to me. Hmm. Huh? Okay. Well. So he did he play NFL football? Yeah, he was with the Bears. He was with the Bears. Was he on the eighties Bears football team? Yeah, in the late. Okay. 80s. Okay. I got it. Okay. Okay. Eighties Bears. What was the song? Right. Super Bowl. He wasn't with him during the Super Bowl, though. Mm, so it wasn't was Mike Ditka his coach? Yeah. Did he play with Dick Buckus? <laughs> no. Dick he... Buckus was the seventies. Okay. Wait. So he was he? So he was not in the eighties. Was he? So he didn't play with Jim McMahon. Uh, I think he played with McMahon. Yeah. Okay. So Jim Harborough and Jim McMahon. There, I don't know. Is there anything about them? I don't know. Jim. I don't. All I remember Jim McMahon looked like he was like the Tom Brady of his time. Tom who? Tom Brady. He was kind of like the. He was cool. Oh yeah, yeah. Jim yeah, McMahon he... was cool. He was just cool. He was like a, a rock star back then. Yep. Do, you was. ever meet Jim McMahon? No. No. <laughs> Do you ever meet Mike Ditka? Uh. I think I've seen him, but I, don't, I didn't really meet him, no. Oh, okay. you got a restaurant here, but... I know. I was... No, I was not on his soft... Was I on his softball team? No, I was not. I wanted to be on his softball team. I was on some other, like, arc, arcade bar, bar arcade on in the Wrigley area. That was the softball team I was on when I lived there. Hmm. You ever seen any of the shows over at Improv Olympic? I, I, I'm, I'm stuck. I can't figure out a way to talk about prison. The whole nine yards. I don't know. You want to talk about prison? <laughs> I was in the, the, the prison, the, the, the jail cell you were in. I was trying to think what of football about, and prison. What about it? How, is there a joke between football and prison? Well, I worked in the jail. I could probably tie that in. Okay. Before I worked in the jail, though. Well, maybe there's something there. What would you say? What is? What were the similarities between prison and football? Um, you got the guards. You got the guards. The guards are like the referees, right? Right. Okay. What's the difference between these referees? Uh, 
Let's see. The referees were the equivalent of uh, of my. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. The referees were like the judge or something, I guess. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Let's move on from this one. It'll it'll happen. I think uh, my my tired brain is not thinking of this, but wants to talk about another joke. What other jokes do you have? Um, you mean as far as new? New or old or a f- favorite joke you have? Uh, where, uh, let's see. Uh, uh, which one do I want to pick? Working in a jail. It's a long joke, though. It's like a five-minute joke. Go ahead and tell it. If you want. Uh, I used to, before want- I was a comedian, I worked as a I had a lot of weird jobs. One of them was as a correctional officer at Cook County Jail. It took me 15 years to figure out I didn't belong there. Some guys figured <laughs> five to ten. Truthfully, I would have been there the rest of my career if I got time off for bad behavior. Let me keep going. Tell one more. Uh, I used to like to try new material out in the prisoners because I had a captive audience. But, uh, but <laughs> with a gun to their head. <laughs> and um, working in a, being a jail guard is an easy job. You just bark orders at them. They sort of like their wife. A couple of them may seem to want to consummate the marriage. <laughs> More? <laughs> That's good. <laughs> uh, one more. Um. Oh, yeah, there were a lot of rumors going around the jail. The jails are full of rumors. Mm-hmm. Rumor going around that I kicked an inmate out of the cell for the night so I could sleep. Mm-hmm. How ridiculous. So I didn't kick him out. It was a 20 minute nap, and we cuddled. <laughs> and, uh, oh, I want to see you live. Oh, you will. I know, it's good. But we should get you back to helium. We should get you back to helium. All right, this yeah, interview, it went from, this went from an interview to, like, me just chilling. To what? <laughs> to me just chilling. I was, like, all in interview, and then I said, you know what, I feel like chilling, chilling with Steve. Well, that's the best interview, when you're chilling. Thank you. Thank you. I get. A, I was getting, I got a little self-conscious there for a second. No, no. Yeah, I appreciate that. That's why you're a good guy. Hey, did I tell you this? Wow. So I got my comedy show coming up on um, Wednesday, doing the holiday comedy show. Yeah. Got Jewish comedian Jay Markovitz. I got this. I always say got. I don't know what I mean. I, I, I have invited to perform at the water wheel and they have accepted um, our, um, what's his name? Jay Markovitz, a woman who goes by Amy Eight. And then another individual, Robbie Schrader, and then April. I always, I hope I am not butchering her last name, but I probably am. Galati, G A L L A T Y. She's from Georgia. 
Oh. Hey, can you hold for a minute? I got to run real quick. Okay. I think I, yeah, we can hold. I'll play a song while I wait. Okay. All right. So that is Stephen J. Springer, and we are just chilling and hanging out and talking like normal people do when they're just chilling. My daughter performed comedy tonight. It was quite amazing. Um, And oops, oops, what is going on? I am just trying to do this one thing, but it is not working. Anyways, yeah, so my daughter performed at Tony Leaves, and it was a lot of fun. She told some jokes. She made fun of me, and she had really awesome stage presence, and I'm very proud of her. Um, so, anyhow, um, I'm going to listen to a song, and right as I listen to a song, I'm sure that uh, he comes back, so why don't we just do this instead? volume up and then we will do this i think steve is coming oh you're back yeah (laughs) did you hear that what (laughs) i'll do it again maybe it'll play a little louder maybe i can just go to the whole album let's see album let's say where is this album Mm, i'll try this again Did you hear that? Yeah. Yeah, that's my laughter button. You what? It's my laughter button. If you tell jokes, we can just do we can just hit that button. Let's see. Uh laughter sound effect. All right, let's see here. Laughter sound effect. Here we go. Laughter album. I just remember the problem is, is it keeps playing. I don't want it to continue to play, but we'll see. All right. All right. Okay. On the count of three, tell a joke. Uh, one, uh, one, two, three. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. I once pepper sprayed myself. And they're all facing the wrong direction. I'm dyslexic. At least that sounds better than I'm an idiot. Oh no, stop. Don't leave plague. There we go. They thought it was funny. Uh, (laughs) Is that okay? Yeah. I think that's just my funny thing I like to do. So when I'm at home, when I recorded a couple by myself where I was trying to do my a self open mic, and then just re- like broadcast it. And I would every time I told a joke, I would just go like this. Let's see if I can get a shorter one like this. <laughs> I would do that every time. Uh. And then sometimes I just have them laugh at the wrong time. Because I think that's funny, too. Uh, one more joke. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Let me ask you first. Do you want audience giggles? Do you want medium audience laughter? Or do you want talk show audience laughter? Talk show audience laughter. That's what I thought, too. Okay. I was, all right. Go ahead. One, two, three. Uh, inmates in the jail all had... Uh... Uh, nicknames like Shorty Mo, Mafia Tone. 
They even had a nickname for me, Cracker. I think because I like to snack a lot. <laughs> That's a television show uh, audience laughter. <laughs> All right, let's see one more. Let's do. Oh, that's not what I meant. This is 19 seconds of laughter. Oh, that's enough. It goes on for like another 10 seconds of just nonstop laughing. Are you eating like potato chips or something? No. No? I just opened up a sandwich. Oh, it's a sandwich. What kind of sandwich? Uh, egg salad. I won't do it while we're talking. <laughs> I don't care. You should do it. It's okay. I'll just talk to you, and then I'll be like, try to. It'll be a guessing game for me. What's he trying to say? You don't have to talk with your mouth open, though. But uh, an egg salad sandwich is that a favorite sandwich of yours? Uh, yeah, it's all right. I'm wheat bread. I try to eat healthy. Yeah, the wheat bread. It's the best kind of carb in the world. I love it. I love putting butter on it, bacon, cheese, and an egg. Another slice of bacon. You eat bacon? Oh, I love bacon. Do you eat bacon? I don't eat any meat. You don't eat any meat? No, no you can't tell by looking at me, but... Uh, that's not what I meant. I love animals. Oh, I didn't know that. At a principle, I don't eat them. Oh. But I do. I eat bacon. Is that okay with you? Are we Are we divided? Are you? No, are you? I don't care. I don't judge people. Okay. I don't know. I feel like it's like with with veget. See, there's a joke there. I feel like with vegetarians and and people who eat meat, there's a there's a divide, of course, and. And so I once got into a debate with somebody and I wish I could say this person's name, but I don't know them well enough because they are like notable. Right. So somebody will not ask me who that was, but I, they're, they're notable ish. Like I, I know them from, uh, uh, I know them, but I don't know them that well personally. But anyways, um, they're, they are, or were a vegetarian and I decided that I would, you know, debate a vegetarian. I don't know if it was a good move on my part, but I thought this should be interesting. I'm going to debate a vegetarian, right? And tell them why I, not because I cared or not. It was like, I, I don't care if anybody's a vegetarian. I think that's fine. I just thought it'd be fun to debate. Does that, does that seem reasonable? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's kind of reasonable, but I was a little unreasonable. But I said to them, because I thought it was funny. I said to him, you know, how do you justify being a vegetarian is what I asked them. And they said, what do you mean? Like, I don't like kind of like you, like I don't out of principle want to eat an animal. And I said to them, I said, but, you know, you 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 eat, you know, the soy pepperoni, correct? And they no, said, I don't. Yeah. Huh? I don't eat any meat. No, but soy is not soy. Is, the soy pepperoni. Yeah, I eat soy. I eat soy. 
Yeah, so it's soy, but there's they have like soy that's flavored like meat. Do you eat soy flavored like the the meat flavored soy? Yeah. Okay. So that would be really hard to exist if people didn't kill meat, kill eat meat. So I said I said that that it's really I think that you should really honor being a vegetarian by not even eating soy flavored like bacon or bacon flavored soy is it wait, soy flavored bacon or no bacon flavored soy that's what it'd be bacon flavored soy do you agree with my argument that you, that that if you're really committed to this and this was yeah, just you're reason. probably right huh what you're probably right I'm probably wrong. It's this is a ridiculous argument to make. You can make soy taste however you want to make it taste. I'm fine with it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't care what it is. I just like to point out, like, I would just trying to be like a devil's advocate or something there. Hmm. But I still wonder. I'm like, hmm. Would pe- if 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 we if no if everybody stopped killing animals and eating animals, would we still make soy? Or bacon flavored soy, probably right. Why? Because people would still like that taste. I mean, I I love uh, banh mi. Do you ever eat a banh mi? What kind? A tofu banh mi. Do you eat tofu? Yeah. I love tofu. I love fried tofu. Like I love tofu at Thai restaurants. Tofu. I think tofu bacon flavored tofu would be good. Would you eat it? Yeah, is such a thing? Let's see. Let's see on Google. 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 Bacon flavored. Bacon flavored. What is it? Tofu? Yeah. Tofu bacon. Tofu bacon is a delicious high-protein alternative to meat. The tofu is thinly sliced, marinated, and baked until crispy. It looks like real bacon. It actually kind of looks like if you took those um, fruit leathers and burnt them. That's what it looks like. Oh. But if it's seasoned fine, I guess it's fine. I mean, that's all tofu is, right? Get You season it, and it tastes pretty good, I think. What do people have against tofu? I don't know. I don't know if there's anybody against it. No, there's a crowd of people that just are anti-tofu. Anti-tofuites. If tofu, if tofu had an an identity, tofu would be canceling people who are anti-tofuites. Because there are, as there is a crowd. Let's see. Let's Google this. Things to Google. That should be my next podcast. Anti tofu people. Eight reasons you hate tofu and how to change that. You want to hear this? Yeah. Wow, there's a whole website. Oh, it's an article by somebody. Here's a shout out to you. But you're, here's the problem is that your website is on Boar's Head um, Deli. Interesting advocating for eating tofu from a deli. Okay, that's that's interesting. Rhea Parsons this looks pretty. It's a big picture. All right, there are people who just don't like, dis- 
wait, there are people who don't just dislike tofu. They absolutely hate it. And heaven help the person who puts it within 10 feet of their plate. The funny thing is, is that I used to be one of these people. Oh, see, she's, see, people do change. You see that? Yeah. Well, kind of. Uh-oh. Having lived in a world where I didn't even know one vegetarian, parenthesis, really, I didn't. I never had the opportunity to, to try tofu. This sounds, either she's being a tongue-in-cheek here, or she's really serious. I didn't, I didn't, it's hard to read. I'm going to read it seriously. I didn't even know what it was. That is until decades into my life when I ordered a mixed vegetable dish from a Chinese restaurant. And there were these little white cubes in my dish that tasted like a sponge. It was bean curd. I still didn't know that bean curd was tofu. I just knew I didn't want it in my food. Every time I ordered Chinese food, I specifically told them to leave the curd on the curb. When I went veg, however, it seemed that tofu and I were going to have to make nice. It took me over a year to learn to like tofu and longer than that to learn to cook it properly. Tofu Today, I love tofu <laughs> like chicken used to be for me. Tofu is now the food I can't imagine living without. For food that has existed for centuries, tofu is still so misunderstood. And seen. Oh my goodness. Um, what do you think of this person's uh, interest in tofu now? It's very interesting. That about sums it up. That is tofu. Tofu is very interesting. I mean, it's a good alternative for uh, people that don't eat meat. It tastes like meat. It's chewy enough. I mean, when you mix it, like I love a tofu banh mi with sriracha on it, yeah. heated like a grinder. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If you're in Seattle, I'll take you for one. There's a, it's just this market called Ken's Market. They have a really good tofu banh mi. And if you're not like feeling like eating the whole thing, you get half of it. It's pretty good. Cool. How's your sandwich? Uh, it's gone. Wow. See, see, I didn't even notice. Did not even notice. We talked our way through that. All right. <laughs> let's, 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 let's uh, get another sound effect going here because that was amazing. You ate. Didn't make a sound. We were worried about it. We were, we were stressing super hard. And then, um, let's do this. It's going to happen. I have to talk my way so there's no dead air. There has been dead air at times during this, but that's okay. Um, no, it's not working. There we go. We're going to do this. No. My butterfingers. Okay. Let's do this. Um, all right. Let's go here. And okay. Oh, that is too much. Twenty two seconds of clap clapping. Who claps for twenty two seconds? That's a long clap. Yep. Have you ever had anybody clap for you for twenty two seconds? Uh not that I remember. Have you ever just had one person at a show? One person? Uh, I've had where there's been a couple, I think. Okay. Have you ever had a show where there are kids performing? Uh, underage, yeah, but not like little toddlers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever took a kid <laughs> to a dive bar? 
that allowed kids to perform? Uh, no. That's where I took my daughter. <laughs> I didn't know how divey it was, but it was fine. They were well, very nice. You were nice. there to protect her. That's no big deal. Huh? You were there to protect her. Yeah. Know. Yeah, no, I was there. It was fun. It was fun. She was really funny. You saw her video? Yeah, it was very funny. She just made fun of me. She was like kind of, you know, like like checking the place out. And then she got up there and they were so nice. They just uh, had me go up there with her, which was good. And she was better than me. I didn't really know what I was going to say. I just like told some old jokes I hadn't told in a while. Like, uh, the, uh, the, do you want to hear my joke? Yeah. I've probably told you before. I, I've said it on the radio before, but never hurts to practice it again. So I'll just do the whole thing. So um, I'm 40 years old. I'm married. I have, uh, I, I'm married with two children. I've been married for 12 years. And being married with children is a lot like a Jackson Pollock painting. Anyone can do it, and it's completely overpriced. And uh, uh, my wife's Catholic. Um, I'm Jewish. Some people might call me a Jewslick. Some might call me a cashew. But I just refer to myself as Jewish. <laughs> uh, the commonality between Judaism and Catholicism is the guilt. One comes from a higher power. The other comes from your mother. <laughs> One you say your Hail Mary's to, the other you say your Hail Mommy's to. <laughs> uh, but as a Jew, I've never really felt comfortable hailing anybody. Except for, except for a cab. Huh? Except for a cab. Except for a cab. Ah, that's good. Except for a cab. Except for a cab. Yeah. I was trying to figure out what to follow up there because cause that part of it, it... um. It, it always gets people silent. And I'm always, I always say this, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with it, but I'm always like, I'm glad it's good. Like you aren't Holocaust fans. I wouldn't want to do it, do it, perform for a crowd of Holocaust fans. I find, I find that pretty difficult. Yeah. <laughs> I said, being a Jew and all, I said, it's okay. I said, it's okay. It's okay. Never forget. <laughs> we don't want you to forget. Uh, but then I tell this story about when I was in the seventh grade. And I said this, and my daughter is there. I don't think it's a big deal at all. So I said this, and I told her I was going to tell this joke, and I told her how it ended. And so I said, just, you know, listen, it's not that terrible. But um, I said, because she already knew most of the joke. I said, when I was in seventh grade, um, I had to do a report on Anne Frank. And... Uh, <clears throat> It, or I did a report on Anne Frank because we had to do a biography. I dressed up as one of the people from the book. I dressed up as Peter Van Dam and um, her brother. Or not her brother, but the other boy that was kind of like her brother living in the house. So um, I dressed up. I did a really good job at this report. And I was really proud of it. And uh, then, then I got my grade back. And... <clears throat> I did a really good job at, at my presentation. I got my grade back from the class. They gave me an A. And then I got my uh, grade back from uh, uh, the teacher, and she gave me a C. And I read through it. And I, it said, like, good articulation, you know, just, like, dress nicely. 
And then at the very bottom, it said, you could have looked more like a Jew. <laughs> and really, yeah, that's what it said. It really said that. And I laughed. I was like, because I am Jewish. You know, I was like, well, how much more of a Jew could I look like? I kind of always forget these parts of the joke. I, that's what I forgot tonight is just to kind of explain things a little bit. <laughs> so people kind of just stare at me. And then I said, I said, but my mom said, because I talked to my mom about it afterwards. And, you know, she's this little New York Jewish lady. She goes, Noah, what should we do about it? What should we do? And I said, I said, I don't know, mom. Maybe we just kind of leave it. She's like, no, we, we, no, we'll go tell the principal. No, we'll go, we'll go, we'll go, go tell the superintendent. That's what we'll do. And, and I said, I don't know, mom. And she said, okay, okay, we won't do anything. But you know what you should do? And I said, what, ma? And she said, you should go to your teacher, pull down your pants, and show him your second-sized penis. That's what my mom told me to do. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't do it. <laughs> we actually didn't do anything about it. We just let it rest. But I don't know. What do you think of that? I think it's very funny. Okay. Because I'm never sure. I'm, I, I feel like people don't always get it. I got it. Okay. It's hard to tell. And I'm like trying to figure out the right audience to tell it to. But Jewish I wonder if a Jewish audience. Huh? Jewish audience. I feel like a Jewish audience would get it. Right. Yeah. They would gasp a little bit. So I don't know. I'm probably going to tell that one when my mom comes. When your mom what? When my mom comes to visit. Because she was helpful in that situation. She, she like, you know, even though we couldn't do anything about it, she kind of made fun of it. She knew that there was nothing we could really do about it. Right. Like, what are we going to do? Like, go, <laughs> go to the principal <laughs> and, 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 and then cause a scene. And then everybody else is just like, I don't know. Could have become a big deal if we wanted it to be a big deal. But we just let it rest. Oh, my goodness. So how many hours left of work do you have? Uh, less than seven. Less than seven. Oh, my goodness. What do you do for the rest of the night? Oh, right now, I'm, uh, when I'm done, I'm going to write thank yous. I got bonuses from residents. Oh, that's nice of you. They, they give me Christmas cards, holiday cards, and money. Oh, that's, that's nice. That is good. The holiday time of year. Yeah, it is good. I'm glad that that, that, that uh, thing, you're, yeah, you're keeping them safe. I mean, you're there and you're up and you're working and you're you're hustling, as they say. I've never heard the word so much associated with comedy than hustling. But, yeah, yeah, I heard that a lot too. Yeah, it's so much fun doing this. Yeah, it's it's so weird that I like it so much. You know, keep doing it. Yeah, it feels it feels right. It's it's it it's interesting though. I mean, I'm trying to still understand why. The, I mean, I guess it's because I like doing, it, but I keep trying to understand like why it is so enjoyable to do this. You like talking to people. Yeah, but I'm also nervous about it. You know, I was telling my daughter this tonight. I was saying. You know, because she kept talking about how she's nervous, and I said I get nervous too. It's just like you know, it's 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 ner it's nervous to just kind of go up there. And I told her, but you did it, is what I told her. I told her I'm so proud of you. I told her so many times, I'm so proud of her. 
And yeah. I said, and, and she, you know, she was saying like, you know, the, the place was a lot different. It wasn't McDonald's. We talked about that. And I joked with her. I said, I said, it's like McDonald's. And she said, what? And I said, do you think it's like McDonald's? She goes, no. I said, did you have a meal? <laughs> and she goes, yeah. And I said, were you happy? She goes, yeah. Uh, and I said, then you had a happy meal, huh? That's <laughs> what I said. Funny. It says, yeah. But I said that on stage to her. It was so funny. And she yeah. did such a good job. I'm, I, She's only nine. She's got a future ahead of her. I mean, if it's comedy or just being up there, she put herself out there. I'm really proud of her. And it's her winter break. She's done... So I... I'm not going to talk too much about it, but I will say that, you know, she's got this this like issue with her eye, which is yeah, it's, it, it, me. yeah it's pretty common, but it like causes it, it makes it difficult for her to like focus her eyes, which we're going to get help with and it's going to be fine. And I'm, I'm just happy that we know what it is because it's very confusing, particularly for a kid who like there's no way for her to articulate that her eye hurts. And I don't know what it feels like to, for, for a kid's eye to hurt, but it hurts when she focuses her, tries to like read and stuff, which explains so much about her personality. It's because she's so amazing. But you think about this, like I was thinking about like her ability to perform and do these things, but has difficulty like with her handwriting, but she's doing such a good job. Like she can write and she can read and she can do all these things. So now she's going to get help and improve so much more. And, you know, in some ways, it's not that she was compensating, but I think it's like a sense that other things just got stronger for her, you know? Like when they say people are blind, might have a stronger sense of smell or hearing. You right. know? I wonder, you know, or maybe, I don't know, maybe I just, I'm just like a normal parent who's just amazed by your own child's ability to be resilient. I don't know. It's probably true. But she's really talented. I mean... She was, you know, every, like other people were saying, she's better than most like adults that have been like doing this for a while. Just like she got up there, like it was nothing. She inherited it from you. Maybe. I mean, she definitely, she has like, it was, it was special. And I told the people, I said, just remember that, that this is her first time that she's ever performed. And it was here at Tony V's. I said, so that'll, this is history. She's never going to forget this. So hopefully she'll stick with it. Yes. Um, it's always an option. That's the thing is that she can go off and do other things. And I hope she does. I don't want her to just do this. I just wanted to introduce her to it. To show her that she can and she can be better. And we talked about things. We talked about how, like, when you go out, if you ever do this on your own, go with somebody. You know. And... Um, Make sure that you, 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 you like, you know, have fun and learn and all that. And I said, and yeah, I said, you, I just told her you have a natural ability. Like it, it's, it is clear that you, you got something special. It's crazy. It's crazy to think a kid is just that talented. And, right. I, and it's, 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 and I'm not trying to brag about my kid, but I am, you know, what's wrong with that? I mean, yeah, you should brag about your kid, right? Right. Yeah, I don't want to. I, I, I think there's nothing wrong with it. I just don't want to sound like, you know, I don't think I sound like that. I think I worry about sounding kind of. No, no, no. 
Yeah. That with me. I appreciate that. Because you have kids. Yeah, too. And they're adults, right? Yep. Yeah. And one's a daughter, too. You have a daughter and two daughters? Yeah, two daughters, no sons. Mm. And one of them was recently married? Nah, who are you thinking of? No, none of them was none of them are married. No, 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 no. They're, yeah, the one like a cousin or something was married. Oh yeah, yeah, that was a couple weeks ago. A cousin-in-law, mm. my wife's cousin. Oh, okay. My wife's oh, cool. Yeah, that's cool. And your your kids are working. Do they live in Chicago? In a suburb, Westchester. Okay, that's cool. It sounds like they're doing all right. Yeah, yeah, they live with their mother. Uh huh. Nice. And, but they uh, get, yeah, that's cool. But uh, I don't know. I'm just chilling, drinking. I, I left my water. <laughs> I had, had cold water, but I left yeah. it by my floor heater, and so now it's hot water. Uh. It's not bad though. Oh, this was going to say, so there's this place called Herb's House. Do you know what Herb's House is? No. Would you like to know? So it's uh, um, in Seattle, marijuana is legal. So um, and you can get it easily in town now. Yeah. And so they're down the street from the water wheel. Yeah. And or not too far. So I went in there and I said, but told them about the comedy. And I said, you know, I could probably help generate business for y'all because there are plenty of comedians that I think like to smoke marijuana. And why don't we work out something to where you tell people about the comedy show? I tell people to come here and you give them a discount and they give them a discount for going there and buying their stuff. And then we have the Christmas comedy show. And so they gave me a bunch of like Coke koozies and Frisbees and like other toys, other like sunglasses from their place with their that to give away at my comedy show. (laughs) So I'm going to take, I have a Frisbee here that says Herb's house on it. Ballard's medically endorsed Herb's house, marijuana place. And then, uh, I'm going to make a joke about how you can use the Frisbees to like, you know, break up your marijuana if you want to, or you can use it as a plate for your edibles. I said, but just don't, you don't want to do anything else on this. No other drugs. I said, you could, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to smoke something called herbs crack. <laughs> <laughs> Not not what I want to do. So let's keep it to let's just keep it to marijuana, okay, everybody? No crack. Um, I said, but I have another one because we have a we have a plumbing store that kind of is unofficially sponsored. Says if you want to go to the plumbing store, you can go maybe smoke plumber's crack. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> they have plenty of pipes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, but it's true. I have an unofficial sponsor, uh, marijuana shop. And I and I and I did the cameo today. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, I liked it. We could get you. I think I can send you a link 
So you can just be on Cameo if you ever wanted to, and then you could just say happy birthday to people. All right, that's good. I thought it was just celebrities that did that. Well, the guy who sent it to me, I did a podcast with this guy named Martin uh, O'Connor, and he's this 19-year-old kind of, he's like an entertainer, magician. He's like figuring it out. He's trying to figure out what kind of entertainer he wants to be, but he's very young. Um and he's in some town in New Zealand. He got on Cameo, and then I was just talking to him. And he said, "He said you can either apply and try to prove that you're a celebrity, or I could just send you the link." So, basically, how it works, it's it seems you'll understand it. So, he sends me a link, and I sign in, and it's perfectly. It's the rules. It's it's fine. So I can send a link. I think I can send a link. And then what happens is is that I. It basically charges like ten dollars per, like, order to do a video for somebody, and then it takes a percentage and gives some of it back to Cameo, and it gives a percentage back to this guy Martin, who um, referred me. And so then what happens is, is I refer somebody else, and the same thing happens. So I'd refer you. You don't have to deal with the whole um, process, and then anytime you earn money, a little bit goes to me. And then you refer somebody, and that's how it works. It's like a <laughs> a pyramid. Uh, not it's not really a scheme because it's it it seems pretty clear what it is. You just refer somebody, All right? And so now two people ordered, and I have fifteen dollars. <laughs> cool. So I can see if I can send you the link too. Sure, go ahead. I'll see. How can I do this? Let's see if I can pull it up. Um. Share your profile. Then it goes right here. Let's see. Settings. All right. How do you refer? I don't know. I'll have to figure it out. Maybe I can look it up. Well, well, I only have two cameos right now. Did you, did you see that too? See what? The little cameo thing I did. Yeah, yeah, I saw it. It was silly. Someone asked me to talk about male strippers. And that was the only thing I could think of was peeling string cheese. (laughs) And doing like a whatever. I don't know what that was. An old cabaret strip song. Yeah, Yeah, I know one of our friends uh, is not feeling well. And so we, they had, they got me, they, they got me a, they ordered a cameo for of me. <laughs> That's funny. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, it's probably is time for me to actually get to sleep. I had fun talking to you. Thank I you. have fun talking to you. Thank you so much. It's all, yeah, it is. It's fun. I'll, I'll give you a call just after this and I'm going to play out with one song if I can. Let's do that. Any particular, right. any particular song you like? Uh, you want something different, right? Sure. Uh, Deep Purple, the band. Deep Purple. Any song that you uh, like? Smoke. Uh, hush, hush. Which one? Hush. Hush? Deep Purple, hush. Let's see. Hush, hush. Is it that one? Yeah. Deep purple hush. Here we go.
All right, here we go. I'll give you a call. All right.